My name is Deandra Poe, and I'm the founder of Glass Soldier, a duty-bound and data-driven nonprofit dedicated to the elimination of sexual assault in the U.S. Armed Forces. In this podcast, we will explore the pervasive culture of military sexual trauma and how we, as a collective, can change it. Welcome, everyone, to what will be the most honest, necessary, and transformative podcast around dealing with healing from and eliminating sexual assault in the military. So I say that with a reserved confidence because I know that this can be talked about in nauseam. My hope, though, is that you the audience, and me, the host, will walk away from every episode with a different aspect um, of the mission that we can put to the test. So not just water cooler talk, but really diving into the issues um, and solving this problem. So that's the whole goal, um, to have some really powerful people on here that know more than myself, um, to learn, uh, to be transparent, to be vulnerable, exposed, um, and to get down to the heart of being a social innovator. So speaking of talk, let me introduce myself. My name is Deandra Poe. Friends call me D. You can call me either, but I'll only answer to one of those two. So um, let me begin by telling you a little bit about myself. Let's start at the beginning. I was born in 1977. No, I won't go back that far. But um, I did enter the military when I was 31 years old. Um, after having been a spouse um, that grew up in the military um, and embedded myself in the culture of being a military spouse, um, I just, I fell in love with this organization that I saw so much potential in and changing people's lives, uh, being a part of something bigger um, for our country, period. Um, so I went uh, and found myself a mentor, shout out to Rob, who kind of guided me first with my PT because I had 31 years old. I was a mother of three definitely was not ready to put my body to the test. Um, but he helped me uh, figure out where I wanted to go. He told me I had a potential. <laughs> potential doesn't really go that far in the military all the time. But needless to say, um, I commissioned into the Transportation Corps right out of Bowie State University, uh, the oldest HBCU in Maryland. Um, and in May of 2011, I began my journey as a logistics officer in the Army. Logistics was not my choice. I was initially going to school to pre-law. I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, so that's an indication of who I am, a small indication of who I am. I've always had a servant, um, servant's heart and wanted to be a servant leader. Um, so that, 
you know, also played my part in why I wanted to join the military. So no, I wasn't ready for logistics, had no idea what that was. I was like, transportation corps, what is that? Um, but needless to say, my PT probably had a huge part in why I didn't get the branch that I wanted. Um, nonetheless, in December of 2011, I arrived at Fort Stewart, Georgia, ready to be a change agent and a soldier, home of the dog face soldier. And no, I'm not going to sing the song. But in January of 2012, another officer assaulted me in my home while my children were asleep 20 feet away. I was there for less than 90 days. The ink barely dry on my orders, my uniform barely worn. And for months, I told no one. I was scared, as most people were. And I think a lot of people questioned at 30-something years old, did you not know any better? No, um, I didn't. Fear has a way of moving so many things um, to include um, your mindset of knowing what's right and wrong. So he outranked me. And for my children's sake, I put on this persona, this, you know, strong black woman persona, um, you know, thought I would pick myself up by my bootstraps and march on. And I did for months. I endured relentless torment from my attacker and my leadership because I was failing as a leader trying to juggle all of this until one day I broke. I came forward. I told my truth. And so began the next journey of my career of attempting to serve while I was surviving. I was transferred to Fort Hood, Texas where I would ultimately leave my career in the military behind. And I bring that up because Fort Hood is now famous for a lot of things um, and to which none are really good. So I left the service in 2016 with a purpose and my own mission. And that was to water the seed that was planted in me while I waited for my own trial to end. That took a couple of years. See, three young soldiers came up to me at the end of my trial and said something that would later resonate loudly in my ears. They said, ma'am, we've never known an officer to come forward. Hmm. It was in those few words that I knew I was in the fight of my life. And as long as I remained in uniform, I was going to have to do so. And in that small moment that I had with these three junior soldiers, I never felt so empowered and so alone at the same time. So here I am on a podcast and starting this organization called Glass Soldier. So there's a lot of meaning behind a lot of people are like, why glass? Glass is breakable. That depends on the glass. Um, And like so many things, we can transform things and make things 
um, invincible, you know, stained glass, <laughs> tempered glass. Um, yeah, glass can be fragile, but it can also be strong and um, appear beautiful, um, be fragile, um, be see-through, transparent, or it could not let anything in at all. And um, I feel like that was me, all of those things, trying to navigate what was now going to be a, a forever part of my life. So what is duty bound? Well, from the tailhook scandal in the Navy in 1991 to the Aberdeen Proving Ground rapes in 1996 and the Air Force Academy disgrace in 2003, there seems to be a theme of leadership failing over and over again. And these are just part of you know, the conversations that America has, you know, witnessed from the film Invisible War. It brought a lot of attention, much needed attention to civilians' eyes about the abhorrent behavior that fellow service members have to endure from other service members. So why are we here? Well, in 2018, over 20,000 service members reported being sexually assaulted. This is after I left. And in 2019, there was a 3% increase. The interesting thing is that although 20,000 people came forward and spoke their truth, 70% of sexual assaults go unreported in the military. I want you to really think about that statistic. If over 20,000 people were brave enough to come forward, what happens to the 70% that, that don't? So what are we doing here on this podcast? Well, we're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to get in some good trouble. We're going to ruffle some feathers. And here's why. Because sexual assault is uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable table conversation. And just like race and domestic violence and you know, a myriad of topics. It can leave people um, just running away from the conversation instead of confronting it. So I'm going to tell you what we are and what we are not. As in the army, perhaps other branches, I'm going to give you the bottom line up front. Who and what we are. Our mission is to eliminate sexual assault and gender-based violence from the armed services, period. Elimination, that's the goal. Not a reduction in numbers, um, not a, a smaller amount. Elimination, that's the mission. Our goal is to collaborate with other entities to create the technology and data-driven solutions to address the issues of sexual harassment and sexual assault within all branches of the armed forces, to include the Coast Guard, active and reserve components, and yes, the Space Force. We are to strive to grow with technology and evolve our solutions into permanent fixtures within the Department of Defense, 
The goal is to leave a lasting legacy of advocacy and policies from for many generations to build from. That's our mission and our goal. So how are we going to do this? Well, through accountability, collaboration, and transparency. I call it the act. So accountability is a two-way street. Just as we want to hold our elected and appointed leaders' feet to the fire around this issue, we also blame no one but look in the mirror on how we can do better to raise the standard. It's funny because I think most people think of accountability today as putting people on blast or calling people out on their mess. And that's fine um, if that's your goal. Um, But accountability is about action and a duty to follow through. Our leaders are fully aware of all the policies and procedures. We're not here to remind them to Google a regulation. That's not accountability. We're here for them to put actions behind their words. Through collaboration, well, collaboration is what we strive to do. We're not the only cereal on the aisle. So there are larger and, dare I say, more powerful, financially powerful entities out there that are advocating in the same space that we are here on Duty Bound. Um, We are here to join them. The word collaborate means the act of working together. Broken down, com means with, and labore means to labor, work with, united labor. The U.S. military is a small organization of 1% of the country, yet veterans are a fast-growing population with unique needs, needs like military sexual trauma. And the intersectionalities of these issues that stem from them require collaboration. So transparency. Well, this word gets people in their feels. (laughs) Transparency can mean so many things, um, but it's about relationships. We want to foster one with the Department of Defense that allows for transparency in data and in solutions. Not just ripping open the curtain to let the world see all your mess, but to unpack the consistent failures and work on ways to clean up the mess. That is true transparency. Leaders who are not just going to misdirect and blow smoke. By the way, that's the title of one of my following podcasts. Stay tuned. But we are a group of people, civilians, veterans, soldiers, sailors, airmen, corpsmen, and guardsmen. And I'm not yet sure what they're calling the people in the Space Force. I think somebody said guardians. I just have a hard time with that one. (laughs) I have a hard time with the guardians, but we'll include the guardians too. Um, but either way, we will have to address uh, that uh, a little bit later. <laughs> Point being that this is not a military issue. It's a human people-centered issue. The military is not, or the military is, excuse me, the military is. The military is a microcosm of our larger society. Um, So what you see on the 
outside, as you know, some active duty people say, or you say when you're you've left a service, it's the same thing that we deal with on the inside. And our service men and women do not live in a bubble. They are your uncles, your aunts, your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, and your friends. So let me lay down some ground rules. Every person connected to this organization, including myself, will keep both hands and feet in the vehicle when in operation. And what I mean by this is we have a mission not to deviate from that. We will not partake in slander or abuse of anyone. When I said we are data-driven, we are driven by facts. Nothing else will move this vehicle. We are nonpartisan. We are not connected to any affiliation with any party. Sexual assault has no boundaries and is impartial. With that being said, we will have disagreements. Absolutely. Will there be people who do not want us to talk about this, fix this, address this? Yes. But we will respect that. Key here is not to turn something already difficult into something nasty. So as this podcast evolves, as it transforms, um, as we go on this journey, uh, the goal will always be remain to be driven by the data. Our men and women deserve just that. This isn't about me. Yes, it started with me. Um, It started because of my experience and my journey. And I think most people out here who have a passion and a fire to want the world to be better, it does come from somewhere deep, whether it's affected someone that they know or affected them personally. But my hope is that the people that I have on this podcast, the people that I surround myself with, my audience will connect with the data and do something about it. Not just listen, but maybe you know someone that's served. Maybe you know someone who's been assaulted. It's sexual assault is not, you know, just privy to the military, duh. We know that. Um, And that's why there are bigger organizations that are trying to address this issue. But I wore that uniform. And I know that there is a big difference between good order and discipline, which is what the military prides itself on, and moral character, which is something that you have to have That's an issue, and I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I want to understand more. I want to transform things. I want to invoke being a thought leader, but also, I also want to make sure that this podcast goes out to the people necessary. So I hope you'll take this journey with me. I thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episodes. Josh, if I'm up here. Somebody's in the house for you. Somebody's in the house? Yeah, right over the door and inviting somebody in here looking for you.